morning, afternoon, Welcome to the Royal Deluxe Podcast, a podcast about the Kansas City Royals uploading every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Although yesterday, Tuesday, I had an episode, and that was interesting, and it might be worth listening to because it is pretty relevant and it's probably going to continue being relevant as we approach the trade deadline in MLB, which of course is very important for the Royals because the Royals have a lot that they probably should be getting rid of. They have a lot of guys that are highly coveted by other MLB teams, and that is something we're going to talk about a little bit today. And of course, make sure you're following the social media at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter, as I am posting there uh, pretty much whenever I'm around and watching the games, you know, adding some additional commentary to whatever dumb stuff I might say on this podcast. So today, today's podcast, I want to talk about a potential trade suitor for some Royals players. There's a lot of buzz, and it only seems to be getting louder and louder from the New York Yankees, how they really want Andrew Benintendi, or supposedly. That's, uh, you know, that's been the rumor, I guess. The New York Daily News yesterday posted an article saying that Andrew Benintendi is their number one target at the trade deadline. He he is at the top of their wish list and it might have been it might be an even bigger necessity right now because also the Yankee center fielder Aaron Hicks looks to be injured. So not only are the Yankees looking to upgrade from Joey Gallo in left field, but now they might need a center fielder. So, and Andrew Benintendi isn't really a center fielder. He's not even that great of a left fielder either. But this does potentially mean that Michael A. Taylor could be a target for the Yankees, and maybe they can go together. If the Yankees need two outfielders, you're getting Andrew Benintendi, who is one of the best hitters in the league right now. He has one of the highest batting averages in baseball. And Michael A. Taylor, a plus center fielder, who's not too bad with the bat either. Will probably, he'll at the very least pull his weight. Even if you want to, you know, buy into him regressing later on because it is a career year for him. He is hitting in a way we haven't really seen from him before you know, you're still going to get a pretty decent batter, an okay batter, and if nothing else, at the absolute worst, you're getting a plus-plus defender in center fielder. One of the best, if not the best, because he was the best last year. So, I don't I don't know, guys. I mean, Benintendi, I think, can, can go anywhere, and maybe Michael A. Taylor can go anywhere. I'm not entirely sure what their reasoning is going to be. But I'm really thinking that this is going to happen. I think that the Yankees are going to get at least one of these guys. So I want to take a look at some prospects in their system that I think are interesting that the Royals might uh, be uh, interested in getting. Of course, I don't know as much of the, as the Royals. In fact, it has been said that Royal scouts have been looking at Yankees prospects since the beginning of the season, if not earlier, back in spring training. I'm sure teams are scouting everywhere. Ev they're scouting everyone everywhere. But for some reason, 
the Yankees prospects have been a really big focus for the Royals. Almost like the Royals have had this foresight that like, yeah, the Yankees are going to trade for someone on our roster. So let's get a look at what they've got right away. So yeah, it does look like the the Yankees are a suitable trade partner for the Royals for, for someone. And yeah, I think it would be um worth talking about. Basically what I would be excited for. Because again, I don't know as much as the Royal Scouts, as much as the professionals that they have over there. They obviously know way more. But me glancing through whoever the Yankees have, th- these are just some guys that I would be interested in. But it is kind of difficult to predict what the Yankees will be giving up, and also what the value of what we have is. I do think the the Royals are trying to position themselves for a seller's market, a seller-friendly market. They want to, you know, get as much value out of their guys as they can. And I think that's part of why they made that trade on Monday, where they got three prospects out of a draft pick. I think that they're really like, hey, If you need one of our guys, it's going to cost you. Like, we absolutely want, we don't just want some depth. We want some good prospects. And it's probably going to cost the Yankees a top prospect for someone. At least that's what I think the Royals are thinking. The problem is, are the Yankees willing to give up their top prospects? Because in the past, that's a big hard no. Brian Cashman has been very conservative with how he's handled prospects, at least within trades, I believe. I don't think that this is a guy who really likes giving away, you know, potential future faces of the franchise, especially given how, you know, you, you look at the Yankees, how they are now. The Yankees have a lot of homegrown players, like Aaron Judge is a homegrown Yankees player. He came up through their minor league system. So, I kind of understand that Cashman is not a general manager who's like, you know, he he might not be as prospect trade happy as, you know, other teams might be, like the Rays might be, where the Rays will just, you know, cycle through whoever. They'll just be like, all right, who can we who can we expend and who can we uh get back or things like that. So, yeah, and, and it's interesting to note that it's important to note that the Yankees might not be willing to give up top prospects because they don't have a particularly deep system. They're not a system where, I mean, they, they do have top prospects. They have several top 100 prospects. But then beyond that, they don't have a lot of, like, solid prospects. It's like you've got the top 100 guys, you've got some of the best prospects prospects in baseball, and then you've basically got some depth guys that might not be more than MLB role players or bench players or something like that. Like guys you're probably not going to get great value out of. It's So there's a, a bit of disparity between those two levels, and I don't know if the Yankees really want to give up what's in that top level. So for example... Their top prospect is Anthony Volpe, who is a 21-year-old shortstop, and he is within the top 10 prospects of all of MLB. This guy is going to be great. He is likely going to be the Yankees' shortstop of the future. And maybe, honestly, this could be why the Yankees were so hesitant to sign a huge long-term deal with Carlos Correa or Trevor Story or... uh, 
uh, Corey Seager, you know, all those shortstops that were on the market last year. Everyone was like, oh, Yankees need to sign one of those guys. But maybe not. Maybe they're just like, hey, we've got this stud in the minor leagues who's going to be our shortstop someday, probably within the next two years. So, yeah, we might as well just wait for that guy instead of committing $300 million to someone else or something like that. I mean, I don't know, but that's just my theory. But Volpe, he's likely not going to be traded. I would be really, really surprised if the Yankees move him, but yeah. But just for reference, this is a guy who strikes out 20, less than 20% of the time, walks more than 10% of the time, and has some pretty crazy power. He had a 300 isolated power last season, which isolated power, it's, it's kind of like a different version of slugging, if that's a, an easy way of explaining it. Basically, like, 150 would be about what you want. That's at least average, I think. 250 would be amazing, and his was 300 in the minor leagues last year. So, <laughs> this year his stats aren't, like, amazing. 246 average, 784 OPS, but it is still good for a 116 rec plus. That's what I call weighted runs created plus. So he is still a, a plenty above average hitter. He is a... He is solid. He's well, he's better than solid. He's just absolutely fantastic. Could probably be, probably be in the majors next year. Yeah. And that's what I want from the Royals. I, I don't really want long-term projects. I want guys who are just about major league ready, maybe two years away at the absolute maximum. You know, if the Royals really fancy themselves competing next year, as early as next year, then, yeah, they got to get some guys who can get to the major leagues quickly. They cannot be waiting around for another wave of prospects, because the wave of prospects we've been waiting on is already here. Like, this, like this is supposed to be the, ch the competitive core. The team that we're watching now, basically, is what is supposed to be the next competitive core. So we can't be like, oh yeah, maybe in, you know, four years when we get all these top prospects to the to the major leagues. It's like, bro, in four years, Bobby Wood Jr. and MJ Melendez and all these guys are about to be free agents. You can't wait that long. So yeah, the window is now. It starts now. And we got to get all these guys in the major leagues as quickly as we can. So yeah. Anyway, so that's you know, part of a reason why I would like to highlight Volpe, even though I would say that there's a less than 1% chance of that happening. And another guy that I think is pretty much untouchable for, from the Yankees rather, is Jason Dominguez. This was, I think, the top international prospect signing back in 2021, last year. And he was... Man, people were thinking that this guy was going to be like the next Juan Soto or something. Someone who would just soar through the minor leagues and get up into the majors before he turned 20 or something like that. I mean, there was... There were massive expectations placed on this guy. And he did seem to have that raw talent and potential to get there as quickly as possible. That hasn't really happened his pro debut wasn't like you know it, it caused some people to 
well, it really caused everybody to kind of temper their expectations and be like, okay, that's probably not going to happen. But as things stand now, he's a 20, no, not, not even 20. He's a 19-year-old A-ball a hitter with a 138 rec plus. He is... He has a 267 average with a 376 on base. This guy is walking almost 15% of the time. Does come with a lot of swing and miss, but his exit velo is just absolutely freaking nuts. Like, this guy can have some pretty monster power. He's toolsy. Let's put it that way. Uh, he does play center field, although many expect him to move to a corner in the future, so I wouldn't really get hyped for that. But still, you're still looking at a fantastic hitter in the future. But because the Yankees gave him such a huge bonus and, you know, it's only been a year since then, he still has a lot of potential that uh, he, he has yet to reach and, and things like that. It, it, it's a big project for the Yankees. I don't think that they're willing to give him up. And I don't even know if I really want him in particular. Because like I said, I want guys who will be in the major leagues by 2024. Like at the latest. So I'm not really sure if I really want someone. I mean, he could rise through the, through the minors really quickly. He is all, He is still 19. And he could probably move up to high A right now. But, eh. I'm just not entirely sure. I, I'm kind of good um, not having him. I mean, it would be cool if we could get him, right? It would be nice. I'm just saying that I don't know if that's like what we... Rather, let's put it this way. It would be nice to have him in the system, but I don't know if that's what I want from Andrew Benintendi, right? If we're going to trade away Andrew Benintendi or Michael A. Taylor, I mean, sure, if that's the best we can get, okay, I'm not going to be, you know, so adamant about it that I will refuse any and all trades and just keep Benintendi on the roster for the rest of the year and get him for nothing, right? But eh, I'm just, I, 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 I think that there is a better solution for the Royals for what they are trading. And like I said, I don't even think that this guy is going to be available. I don't think that the Yankees are willing to trade him. So those two, I'm mentioning them because I think it's worth mentioning them, but from what I can understand by the community and media talks of, you know, potential trades with the Royals and Yankees, those two prospects seem like they are untouchable. It doesn't look like the Yankees have any desire to move them whatsoever. But it does make me wonder who else are they willing to move, because the Yankees are in a position this year where they are really feeling the pressure of a World Series win. Like, we have to understand, Yankees fans are the most entitled people on the planet. They think that if they don't win the World Series, it's a failure. And now that they have the best record in baseball, they're off to, like, the best first half ever, basically. Uh... Let me say basically again, so I can just say basically, and let me be more basic about this, basically. Yeah, they are under serious pressure that it needs to happen this year. People are like, if we don't win the World Series this year, uh, fire everybody. Brian Cashman, the general manager, sucks. Aaron Boone, the manager, sucks. Uh, the Steinbrenners are frauds. Blah, 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 blah. I'm personally not all that uh, empathetic towards their struggles, but it is worth mentioning because 
maybe the Yankees will be a little more desperate to get what they need, whoever they think they need. You know, if if it costs a top prospect to get Andrew Benintendi, if they think Andrew Benintendi will help them win a World Series, maybe they will do it. Because, you know, not only is Andrew Benintendi great, and not only do the Yankees need him, but a lot of other teams need him. There is a lot of competition to get this guy, and that's why it's so important that the Royals really try getting as much as they can, getting the best deal possible. Now, I don't know what the best deal possible is because I don't know all the teams that are in the market for Ben Intendi and I don't know what they have to offer. And again, I don't even really know what Ben Intendi's value is, but that's why it's, you know, interesting to talk about the Yankees in particular. Now, as I say this, I also kind of remembered um, that the Yankees do still have some young or young-ish players that they might be willing to get rid of, and I'm just going to say I'm not interested. I am absolutely not interested whatsoever. Every single year, for whatever reason, Miguel Andujar is linked with some sort of Royals trade. Like, I, I, I always see people throwing around like, oh yeah, the Yankees will get, like, Scott Barlow, and we'll give them Miguel Andujar. And it's like, why would we do that? I don't know. I guess there was one time where the Yankees were not the Yankees. The Royals were a little bit interested in him back when he was, you know, kind of good when he was a borderline rookie of the year winner. But that was a long time ago. And this guy's career has not been good ever since. I am not interested whatsoever. And the other guy that a lot of Yankees fans are tying to the Royals is Estevan Florial which is another guy who hasn't really done anything at the major league level. He did used to be a top prospect, I think, maybe, but eh, I, I, I don't like him. I'm not, I'm not interested whatsoever. I am, uh, unless, I mean, if the Royals think that they can really do something with him, if they're looking at him and they're like, oh yeah, we know how to make him a great hitter, eh... Which they that that is possible, but just just on paper, I don't like the idea of getting a, a sort of a failing top prospect for Andrew Benintendi. You know that was fine when we traded it for the draft pick. That was fine when we, because that's essentially like a prospect swap or something like that. If we're giving up essentially the best player on the trade market, I'd like to think we can do better than that. So who would I be willing to get from the Yankees that maybe they are actually willing to give us? Well, there is a top prospect that I kind of have highlighted that I think could be good with the Royals, and his name is Oswald Peraza. Now, he is, a, again, a very highly rated prospect. Fangraphs had him at 39th to begin the season, and MLB currently has him as, as 38th. Although... Who knows, that could change in the near future because his stats and ratings aren't, like, the best compared to past seasons. So far this season, he has a 242 average and a 313 on base in AAA. His walk rate throughout his career has kind of fluctuated somewhere between, like, 6% and 10%. Like, it was 
almost 10% at high A last year, but since arriving in AAA, it's been around 7%. It's 7.6% this year. However, strikeouts have been going up at every level. It was 10% at the low A level, 13.5 at the regular A level, 18.9 at high A, 23.2 at double A, and 23.3% this year at AAA. So maybe hopefully it's stabilized and doesn't go any higher than 23% because you kind of don't want that to happen. But yeah. But there is still a lot of potential for a good contact plus power bat. And he plays an excellent shortstop. Maybe not excellent, but you know, good. He's a good shortstop. He can absolutely stick at shortstop. If, you know, it messes with something we've got on our Major League roster, then move him to third base or whatever. Also has some speed. He, yeah, he's kind of like an all-around really great prospect that I think that the Royals would really like to have. A nice little line drive hitter with good speed and good defense. Yeah, that seems to fit the Royals' MO perfectly. And I think that he would be an absolutely wonderful fit for this organization. And he is... Only 2022, or about to turn 22, but... Oh, sorry, he turned 22 in June, June 15th. But he's already, again, he's in AAA. He could get called up to the majors this year. He's about major league ready, and I like that a lot. So, you know, again, if the if the Royals have to give up Ben Benintendi and Michael A. Taylor to one team, this is what I would get. This is what I would ask for. At the very least, they need to try. They absolutely need to try getting this guy. I think he would be a wonderful return for either Benintendi or MAT or both. Yeah. There's another top prospect that I would look at or try getting from the Yankees. And this one is interesting because I don't know if he was a top prospect before, but he seems to be a very... I don't I don't know. It seems like he's made some kind of massive improvement within this season. So his name is Ken Waldichuk, I believe, and he was drafted in the 5th round back in 2019, which is unfortunate because that means he he didn't really get much time in the minors that year. And then we had the COVID season afterwards. So 2021 is the only time anybody's got to really look at him professionally where he did all right in the minor leagues that season. He actually had a, uh, (laughs) he's, um, he never gave up a run in high A ball. He, he pitched 30 innings in high A. (laughs) 30.2 innings, seven starts, zero ERA. All right. But then in double A, you know, things got a little more normal as he had a nice 4.20 ERA after 80 innings in double A. Still probably made him worth looking at. And this year he has really shown that he is likely the real deal. He he started the season in double A, pitched another 30 innings, 1.26 ERA, moved up to triple A, 41.1 innings pitched, and a 3.27 ERA. This guy has averaged, um, uh, I actually don't know the average, but I'll just, I'll just say this. His lowest K through nine at any level so far was at the double A level last year. 
and it was 12.25. Okay? This guy has been striking out at a at the minimum 12 batters per 9 innings pitched. Now his walks are high. He has, currently this season he has a 4.14 walks through 9 in AAA. Double A was a little better, 3.14. But, you know, gives up a few. But still, this guy is striking out the world. He is a lefty with a great fastball, an absolutely fantastic fastball, and a great changeup as well. Four pitch mix. He also throws a slider and a curveball. All his stuff is good. And he commands it pretty decently. Um, yeah. So people probably haven't been talking about him too much because, you know, there's only been some limited showings of what he can do in the professional leagues. But this year, it it's really starting to look like this is a very, very good pitching prospect that the Yankees got. So, yeah. That is definitely someone that I would like to have with the Royals. And I know that pitching prospects aren't um, too good. But I don't know. If the Royals are going to continue insisting that throwing your fastball all the time is a great idea, like they do with guys like Jackson Kowar and Chris Bubich, who don't have good fastballs, well, but maybe they can actually hit with a guy who can throw a really good fastball. Hmm. Maybe he can break the curse. Maybe he can, uh... What's what's the word? What's, like, the, the saying, the adage? I don't know, dude. Maybe he can just use the Royals' flawed approach to his advantage. Because it's, like, I don't know. Just, just be so good that you can't be ruined by Cal Eldred, I guess. The Yankees do have another interesting pitching prospect, Luis Medina, but he looks like a reliever, probably a closer, which I guess would be nice. But again, I don't know. Is that what we really want from Andrew Benintendi and or Michael A. Taylor? I mean, maybe Michael A. Taylor, but Benintendi, uh, I don't know. Again, I, I kind of think we can do better. I'm just, I'm personally not too high on Medina, so I will just kind of pass on him. But those are the top guys the Yankees have, like the top, top guys. The, there are a couple other players that I think are worth looking at, and I would really like to get them as a, you know, a, pa- a, a prospect package. You know, I don't think these should be the centerpieces of any returns, but I would like to see them be part of a trade. So I would like one of those top guys plus one or maybe both of the two following prospects that I'm going to talk about. The two that I personally really like and I think would fit pretty nicely with the Royals organization. So one of them is Antonio Gomez. He is a catcher, a 20-year-old in A-ball. And the thing is, this guy's bat isn't going to be great. And it's probably not ever going to be great. He might be able to hit a little bit. And he seems to take walks pretty okay uh throughout most of his short professional career he's had a 14% walk rate so could be all right does swing and miss a lot and he can have some power like he can maybe be a 20 home run hitter at his absolute best but 
basically I'm not expecting him to be a great batter. He'll be a low average, maybe all right on base guy with a little bit of pop. I'm kind of thinking of like someone like, I don't know, Martin Maldonado, right? But with a little more pop, a little more power. But I also compare him to Maldonado because this guy's glove is fantastic. This is a one of the best defensive catching prospects in baseball, I think. And that's something the Royals really don't have a lot of. I don't think the Royals have like a long-term lock at catcher. I know you're probably thinking, MJ Melendez, I'm not. I personally don't think MJ Melendez is the catcher of the future. And even if he is, here's the thing. Salvador Perez is going to be the catcher for the Royals for the next two years. He is going to be the starting catcher of Kansas City for at least two more years. So even if we do really want to hold on to MJ and believe in his ability as a catcher, it's still going to be a while before we actually get there. And I don't know. Another thing that kind of gets me down on MJ is that even if we do want him to be the catcher long term, it's not like he's going to be a great defensive catcher. I know at one point there was expectations of that happening, but it was kind of a while ago, and I'm not even trying to dog on him for, you know, what he's done at the major league level, because at the major league level, his defense has actually been a small disaster, <laughs> to be completely honest, but I, I will forgive him for that. I, I'm forgiving him for whatever, right? I'm just saying... Even looking past that, his ceiling defensively is not that high. I honestly think that the Royals are better off just moving him to right field full-time. Move him to right field while he's still got his legs before, you know, you break his kneecaps, having him bend at the plate all day, every day. Just, you know, focus on the bat. Focus on what you've got that's actually really, really good right now, which is his offense. So anyway, with MJ, that aside... There's not much else that the Royals have in terms of potential catchers in the future. Sebastian Rivero is a backup. Maybe not even a backup, like a third catcher, honestly. And I don't know, who, who else do we have? If you go down deeper, I think that our best shot is Carter Jensen, maybe? And look, I like Carter Jensen. Carter Jensen is fine, but probably not a good catcher anyway. As a matter of fact, so far, offensively, this guy is pretty similar to this other guy, Carter Jensen and Antonio Gomez. They seem to be hitting very, very similarly. Not a lot of, not low average, but they take walks nicely and they can have some power. But I don't know. I just don't know if Carter Jensen is going to be a long-term defensive solution. This guy, Gomez, he can be. He absolutely, if nothing else, can be a great defensive catcher for your team long-term. So that's a guy I would like to see as a as a prospect package. And the other guy that I would personally um I would personally really like is Trey Sweeney. Trey Sweeney was the first round pick that the Yankees got last year. He was picked 20th overall. Isn't like a highly rated prospect yet, but He's all right, but despite being a first-round pick from last year, he is having a down year already. His his debut season was good. 
He had a 14% walk rate and only a 22.5 strikeout rate. So this guy, this guy is a great approach. He can absolutely take pitches, doesn't strike out a ton. He can hit for contact. He can have a little power. This year, less than, or just about 10% walk rate, 26.1% strikeout rate, and he's hitting 233. It is still a 102 rec plus, so he's still about average, but not as great as we wanted him to be. Oh, I should also mention that he's a third baseman. He's a third baseman, has a solid arm enough, I guess. But still, there is that theory, that report, that suggests that this guy has a really good approach at the plate, and I think that is all the Royals need to transform him into a great hitter because we can absolutely work with guys like that. We can absolutely work with guys who, again, just have a great approach and maybe just need a little bit of guidance to get them the rest of the way up into the majors. And this guy is also expected to be a fast riser. He is already about 22, but, you know, if the Royals trade him right now, they could probably just put him in double A. Just move him up, move him up right away, and, uh, yeah, we could potentially see him next year, I think, at third base. And that would be great. So yeah, Trey Sweeney and Antonio Gomez. Those are two guys that I would really like in a sort of prospect package deal with the Yankees, assuming we trade with the Yankees for Andrew Benintendi and or Michael A. Taylor. If it is with both of them, then absolutely I am demanding uh, Paraza. I'm I'm expecting one of those big big prospects. Even if the Yankees are like, oh, but he's oh, he's our future, or whatever. I don't care. We'll go somewhere else. Yeah. Well, that's my uh, predictions. More not my predictions, but my expectations, my hopes, basically, my wish list from the New York Yankees. Peraza, Oswald Peraza, is what I really want. Maybe Jason Dominguez if we need him. I don't know. Uh, but also Ken Waldachuk, great prospect, as well as Antonio Gomez and Trey Sweeney. Those are the basically those are the four, maybe five prospects that I really want from the Yankees. And I would expect, you know, one of those first three and one or both of those last two for Andrew Benintendi and or Michael A. Taylor. I, that would be an absolutely wonderful return. I would be excited and things would be looking up for us. But hopefully, whatever happens, things will look up for us anyway. Hopefully the Royals know what they're doing. Hopefully things will go okay for us. But whatever happens, we'll talk about it whenever we get there. So that's going to do it for for me today i'll see you guys on friday but let me ask you what do you think the royals should get for andrew benintendi do do you think he's going to be traded to the yankees and if so who do the yankees have that you like maybe there's someone i missed that you're like oh man if, if the yankees have this guy and if he go if he comes to the royals that would be absolutely fantastic I would love to hear from you at Royal Deluxe Pod on Twitter or Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. Thank you very much for making this podcast a part of your day, and I hope you're having a good one. So, I am Lux, and go Royals. <laughs>